Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. They have helped provide light, comfort, and connection with our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect online at MTE.com or by downloading the My MTE app. We're going to be talking with our friends from Legal Aid Society today. Linda Blackwelder is here and uh, Alyssa Fox, and we're going to find out... uh, different things about Legal Aid Society and some information that might be helpful to you about SNAP here today and as we talk uh, health and benefits. Linda, uh, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Good to have you here. And uh, you're going to help introduce Alyssa here in just a second. Uh, she brings an entourage, so that's nice. You know, that's kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, so first of all, maybe uh, you can tell me about what Legal Aid Society is, because I always say this every time we talk with Legal Aid Society, it sounds like this uh, you know, club for lawyers, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not really what you do, right? No, no. Uh, Legal Aid Society, uh, we're Tennessee's largest nonprofit law firm. We provide legal services to low income people in 48 counties in middle Tennessee. Um, we have eight offices around the middle Tennessee Murfreesboro office, uh, is the local office i think we have four attorneys now four five support staff we've been uh, building our staff over the last few months Um, we provide legal services in the areas of consumer law employment law family and domestic violence issues and housing and then health income and education and Alyssa is our newest attorney in the murfreesboro office and she uh, specializes in health and benefits law so with that very good and uh, just one, so 48 counties, eight 48 offices. Counties. So yeah. the Murfreesboro office must have more counties. Well, yeah, just Rutherford and Cannon County. Oh, okay, good. You know, it, it, we don't have, some of our offices cover very large rural areas, and uh, so they may have sense. as many as eight counties within their service area, but it's kind of try to divide it up by population. So, yeah, Rutherford. Because Rutherford's so big, big I guess. Big and yeah. Cannon so small. It, yeah, it kind of works kinda together. Evens then. out. Yeah. yeah. Well, Alyssa, uh, welcome in. How long have you been at Legal Aid Society now? So I've only been at Legal Legal Aid for a few months now. So very new, very fresh, but you know, we are right now with everything going on with health and benefits, there is a need and and here we are. Um, both my paralegal and I both started for because of the funding given because of health benefits needs right now. So we're excited to be there, but it's definitely a lot to jump right into. Yeah, most certainly. So I guess the Legal Aid Society still has that fresh new car smell to you, right? Yes, it does, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> At least you know where the office supplies are, I guess. Yes, now. we've learned that so far. Yeah, so that's, no, that's good. good. That's good. So uh, you, you mentioned um, health and benefits, yeah. and if there is something going on with health and benefits that creates a position that must be something big. So kind of give us an idea of what we're talking about here. Yeah, so health and benefits in our office is uh, vast, to say the least. Um, Most of the time we're dealing with SNAP, um, SSI, disability, and things like that. Right now, my position is really focused on the SNAP crisis. So SNAP is a food assistance program for Mm -hmm. low-income individuals. So what you think of as food stamps. Um, So right now, because of this quote-unquote crisis that's going on, we're calling it a crisis because 
over the past year, we've seen thousands of thousands of individuals lose their benefits. So that has been because of several reasons, really. Um, that's because of DHS, the Department of Human Services, has a new computer system. So things are changing, um, which they're working out the kinks of, unfortunately. Sure. Um, as well as there's a new recertification process. So during COVID, that kind of went on pause. There was no recertification process. It was very streamlined. If you apply and you meet the requirements, then you get your benefits. It was a lot simpler. But now, every six months, people who didn't need to apply before now need to apply. And so people who weren't expecting that to occur mm -hmm. late last year now have to go through this recertification process. So it's been a little hectic, <laughs> to say imagine. the least. Between both of those things going on late last year, they both kind of hit at the same time. That with nationwide staffing shortages, both everywhere, really. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's been at the grocery store and everywhere. Um, so DHS, fewer people to at DHS to process exactly. and go through. Okay. Exactly. So even at our local office, it going down from, you know, six staff members to three. That changes drastically. Yeah. Um, so over the past few months, we've seen so many people be waiting what is supposed to be 30 days, be waiting 60 to 90 days when federal requirements are technically 30 days. So we're seeing that come through of people waiting for applications, people who need food, um, really seeking us out because of this huge need and this crisis that's going on. Wow, that that's that's pretty amazing. It, it, it obviously is a crisis to those who are having to wait 60 to 90 days because, I mean, this is, is critical and, I mean, it, it's how they pay to survive and eat, you know, and so that's the unfortunate part about that. So how, how does Legal Aid Society step in and help uh, these folks? Yeah, so right now we, you know, we're really fortunate that this funding came through allowing myself and my paralegal to really jump in and try and address as many of these things as we can as an office um, and help people who may need it. So right now, um, because DHS is trying to implement this new process, um, they're going through doing mass calls. Um, so one thing we're doing right now is urging people that if they have a pending application for SNAP, that regardless if it says state of Tennessee calling you or not, and it's just a 615 number, as much as we hate to answer those calls, because yeah. usually telemarketers, you have to answer the calls. Because nine times out of 10, it is an interview to be scheduled. And if you miss that interview from DHS, it's a whole nother process. You could be denied pretty quickly or, you know, trying to call back DHS to try and get that interview scheduled is a four hour whole time. So you're you're hitting that level where we really want people to be aware of answering the calls, especially, you know, elderly or senior citizens who may not like to answer the calls all right. the time. It's very important to answer those. What we're doing on our side is if you need help with an application, if you are elderly and you just can't file it on your own, or if something else is going on where it's just too difficult for you to do, reach out to us. So we are happy to help in whatever way we can. Um, right now we're trying to focus on doing the online applications because with the online applications, we can kind of follow it from 
the very beginning, from when it's sent in all the way through and see the notices that were allegedly mailed out and kind of follow it all the way through the process and know what's going on at all stages. When it's not an online application, if you just fax something in, you kind of hope it gets there and hope that they receive that information. And, you know, if you receive a letter saying you're denied, and you have to say, oh, I uploaded that or I sent that in. It's a little easier when there's a timestamp sure. if it's online. Uh -huh. So we'll help people who need it, um, like the elderly, um, with those applications. Uh, we'll also, if you've been denied and you're going through a process of an appeal, you know, if you need extra assistance with that, because that's not an easy process to schedule a hearing and stuff like that. So we'll help with that. Let me uh, let me ask about the, the phone call. So yeah. is that the phone call in the beginning of that process or is it after you've already submitted your paperwork and things? So the phone call, which is, is, is kind of irritating in a way because it is the last step before being approved or denied. Okay. So every individual, every household has to have that phone call interview. Um, I think it used to be in person, but now it's over the phone. Um, and they have to be able to have that conversation. If that conversation doesn't exist, then they can't possibly be approved because there's no interview. Um, and unfortunately, because there's been so many people that still need that interview, people are getting denied, let's say, two, three times DHS will try calling or they're at work and they can't answer. It gets really tough because right. you've met all the other requirements, but you make it to the last stage and you're fine doing the interview, but you can't even get in touch with anyone. And I would imagine if you don't answer that you get put to the back of the line again and, and with a shortage of staff, it may take them a bit to get back around to you, if at all. Yes. So it's been really tough. They say um, DHS says that they um, will attempt up to three times, I think, is what is um, alleged. Uh, and I think that's what is going on. Um, but it has been tough if people um, don't get the phone calls or, you know, they're missing them and then they try and call back. They are met with those really long hold times, um, which is tough when you're working right. or you've got four or five kids to take care of or your homeschool or anything, really. Mm -hmm. um, it gets tough. We uh, are talking with our friends from Legal Aid Society. Alyssa Fox and Linda Blackwelder are here. And um, what happens in the gap i mean if there are you know 60 to 90 days and and you're having to appeal and and that kind of thing what what happens with these folks who are food insecure yeah so right now we're we're really trying to hope that this process goes much quicker um supposedly because of this additional funding that we have that we can kind of dive in and um this huge initiative and push that the state is trying to get through that everything gets back on track hopefully those kinks are being worked out this mass calling thing is huge because they've done it now twice in the past month and a half of calling or their goal is to call 35,000 people um, in a week to try and get those interviews done and completed um, I don't know if they've quite hit 35,000 in that week um, for the two times they did it but I know that at least several of our clients have been fortunate enough to get that interview and then get their benefits afterwards do they have any idea when they could call or is it just any time any day whatnot? Uh, they try and say during normal business hours mm -hmm. um, but the problem with that is the people who work 
So we we have some clients that are factory workers or can't have their phone on them during the day. So having that as an issue and then when they call, when it's, let's say, after 5 p.m. and they're on hold and they say, can you reschedule? The next time they reschedule, it's most likely going to be during business hours, too. So they have to make themselves available. So that that's been a huge issue. But we're, we're really hoping that you know, people can answer. And if not, then we kind of, we kind of dig in from there sure. after 60 days, you know, we might, you know, start to seek things out. Like why hasn't this been processed yet? I think if we cannot help, we're happy to refer resources. So we are very, very lucky that in Murfreesboro, there are some amazing food banks and organizations out here that in that interim, especially if there's an emergent need for food, um, they are, they are fantastic in providing those those um, families with food. Is, is there an effort um, with organizations that that help those who um, need the assistance? Is there an effort to try to encourage a change in the process since it is it is what it is now, and it could certainly use some streamlining and and uh, make it easier? I would think. Yeah, I, I think all of the organizations in Tennessee in general are really pushing for um, a, a lot more of a streamlined process. I think that we're hoping that this new system that is implemented, especially the online system, kind of makes things easier for people. Um, obviously, for some groups of people, online isn't easier. Um, but we're hoping that by having something that you can start from the beginning all the way to the end and watch it go through, and as those kinks are worked out, it'll be a little more streamlined. That's what we're hoping for. Um, but yeah, we're we're really we're really hoping we can help. But in my office, I know that uh, my paralegal and I are even from the beginning of the process ready to screen people to see if they're even eligible for SNAP. And if you are, you know, we can kind of go from there. So that's what we're trying to do, at least. So uh, for those listening in this morning that are going through this, maybe you didn't know that there was some help that that could um, maybe help you with this process with Legal Aid Society. What what does someone need to do if they're out listening and, and they are in their SNAP crisis? Mm-hmm. What, what, how should they reach out? Yeah, so I, I think it would depend on, on who you are. So if you are someone that, um, you know, is struggling with food insecurity and you have this family that you're trying to provide food for and you're, you're really, really having a tough time um, calling us at Legal Aid Society or your local legal aid um, and seeing if you'll be eligible. So we have this SNAP calculator that we can We'll talk to you for a few minutes, get all your information, and really see, you know, not only if you're eligible, but an estimate of how much you could receive monthly. Now, if you're already receiving SNAP, um, you know, kind of looking into that process, if you've been, you need to go through the recertification process, and it's been two to three months, and you haven't heard back, we can kind of look into that as well. Now, if you have the appeal, same thing, kind of diving into that and seeing how we can help there. Or if, you know, you are eligible, you know you're eligible, but you are struggling with the application because you're disabled or you're elderly, like we're really, really happy to help with whatever application process you may need. Okay. And uh, just look up uh, the phone number. LAS.org is the the website. Lots of great resources, not, not just about uh, health and benefits, but other resources. Uh, on the website as well, and uh, contact information there. Legal Aid Society, Murfreesboro, and it pops right up. So yeah. phone number and all of that good stuff there too. So, well, it's uh, been kind of an eye-opening um 
conversation this morning. So I hope this uh, helps some folks out there who are just really uh, don't really know what to do. And so uh, very critical information. Alyssa, thanks for stopping in today. And uh, Linda, it's been uh, fun. Come back anytime, okay? Okay, thanks right. for having us. And if you missed any part of the program or there was some information you wanted to go back and think, uh, gosh, I wish I had heard this or that or what does this mean, you can go back and listen to the podcast at WGNSRadio.com under Rutherford Issues or Big G TV on YouTube, Facebook, and X. You can watch the show as well. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, 